Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. You can stay where you are. And so he says this. This is what you do after a move of God like this. Somebody say you trust God and you chill. (laughs) Trust God and chill. Trust God and chill. Even now as we chill in his presence and allow for him to do his thing and allow for God to be God. It's imagine. It's it's amazing when you imagine how God responds to us. I um have have seen the dancers um uh practice but not only practice but pray and they've even fasted for this moment and God has shown up. And he's still moving. He's still moving even now. Amen. And so, um, funny story. Um, you know, we have a, a nine-month-old. And the nine-month-old has now become a part of our routine of leaving the house. Anybody know about the leaving the house routine? Um, some of us have children. Some of us have had children. And some of us know that when you keep children, (laughs) then uh, your routine to leave the house is not the same. You have to plan. Uh, Isn't that right, Dr. Carmen Letty? You have to strategize, you know, and you have to see what goes first because you can't have a small child baking in a hot car, you know, so you got to go. You got to take the stuff to the car. You have to uh, turn the air on and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, for nine months now, Caleb has been a part of our getting out the house process, all right? And so it's funny because um, we, on Friday, we're going through that process, and I realized that when I came back inside of the door from going to the car, that he was sitting there chilling. Now, mind you, that didn't used to be the case. At first, he used to see mommy or daddy leave out the door and he used to start crying he used to start crying he used to start freaking out because he thought you know i don't know what he thought maybe that we weren't coming back (laughs) and so over time through the course of these months even as a baby he's grown to learn that he can trust us he's grown to learn that he can trust that mommy or daddy, I, I know they're, they're doing whatever they do, but they're not leaving me. And so I was inspired by that because I said, if only those of us adults in the faith could learn to trust God and chill. Are you going to freak out every time a storm comes? 
How long have you been at this? Some of us, I mean, if you're a new babe in Christ, you know, then that that makes sense, just like Caleb was a new baby. But even now, he's still a baby, but he's an older baby. (laughs) Amen. And he realizes that it's no use in freaking out because I trust daddy and I trust mommy. And so trust God and chill. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Um, You know that scripture. We're going to look at it in the New King James Version. That's Proverbs 3, uh, 5 through 6. Amen. You can turn the lights on. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Let's take a look at that together in the New King James Version. And it reads like this. Again, you probably know it, but it says, trust in the Lord. With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. It says this, it says, in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Okay. And so this is, this is a message about trusting God. You know, the things that came to mind as you were worshiping or the things that came to mind, you know, Uh, Even when the song part came up that um, anything and, you know, everything that keeps me from loving you. Y'all know those things started to pop up. Trust God that even those things you can see freedom in. Even those things you can be delivered from. Because some of us, when we think of those things, we think of them as giants. Can we be honest? We think of those things as things that are bigger than us. But I'm here to remind you today that God is bigger than it. Amen? And so we're going to trust God and then we're going to chill because some of us, we've learned what it looks like to trust God, but some of us, we like to trust God and calculate. You pray that God handles it And then you leave from praying and see, just in case I got to handle it myself. We're going to trust God and chill because some of us trust God, but still we rack our brains trying to figure out how he's going to do it. (laughs) And so we're going to learn to trust God and chill because some of us trust God, but then We ready ourselves for a letdown as a trauma response. And so we're just going to learn to trust God and chill. We're going to pull a Jesus. I love the story of of Jesus, you know, on, on the Sea of Galilee. Bishop told us a long time ago that the lightning was what? It was flashing. And the thunder was what? It was roaring. And the waves were beating all up against the ship. They were in the middle of a great storm. The Bible didn't say there was just a storm. The Bible said it was a great storm. And they were looking for Jesus. And where was Jesus? I like to believe that he was snoring. I believe if you're not snoring, you're not asleep. But that's just me. It says in the Bible that he was asleep. In the hinder part of the ship on a pillow. And I believe he was sleeping good. Why? Because when you really trust God, you can chill. 
There's a rest, Sister Vivian, that we're missing out on. There's a rest that we are missing out on. Because we've learned the mechanics of trusting God, yet we have not learned how to chill. And so this word is for you today. I know it's for me, and I believe it's for us all. Um, we're going to learn to trust God and chill. If we look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 in the message version of it, let's see how the message puts it. That's Proverbs. We're still in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is the book of wisdom. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 um, through 6. And it says this. It says in the message, trust God. From the bottom of your heart. All right. I think sometimes I'll be trying to trust God from like the first, you know, quarter, you know. <laughs> trust God from the bottom of your heart. That means your whole heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. It says this, listen to God's voice. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Amen? So you might be smart enough to try to put you on track, but he's the only one who can keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. And then, I like this. This is what happens when you learn how to chill. And when you accept the rest that's available, your body will glow with health. Anybody receive that? Your very bones will vibrate with life. Hallelujah. Can those dry bones live? Yes, they can. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Look at the promise attached to that. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's what? Discipline. If you need to know about that, visit our podcast. Don't sulk under his loving correction. Don't suck your teeth when he tells you how to do it but you already had a plan on how to do it your way. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. Somebody say, trust God and chill. Amen. I had uh, some testimonies and some stories come to me this week by way of some of you of um, an example of trusting God and making yourself chill. How many of you know you got to make yourself chill? And that's, it, it, it doesn't happen automatically. That's the premise of this message is that you got to sometimes, I don't know if y'all do it, but I call my first name Joseph. Chill. Get it together. Get it together. Get it together. And so somebody came to me with a story where they were, um, you know, planning to go on vacation with their family. 
And they were looking at the leave at work, and the leave was looking kind of funny. And so they need to be off on five, for five days, and the leave was saying three days. So they're trying to see, well, how can I arrange that, you know, and the family goes, and then I, I, they go on, you know, Monday, I got to meet them on Wednesday. And so they start calculating and start doing math, and the math just wasn't mathing. And so they said, you know what, I'm going I'm to I'm close this window, I'm going to close out everything, and I'm just going to trust God. As soon as they said that, within minutes, their boss was calling them into the office. And she says to them, hey, um, didn't mean to you know, bother you this morning, just wanted to let you know that with your performance evaluation, in addition to your cash bonus, you get two days of paid leave. How many did this person need? How many did they get? See, stuff like that. <laughs> because could you imagine if they would have kept on worrying, kept on trying to calculate, and kept on? And so how often do we rob ourselves of rest? Because if you trust God, you close the window. So that he can open a window. <laughs> Amen. Amen, that ain't it. I got another one. And so somebody else came to me and said that they um, have, you know, some things going on. They got paid on Friday, and they were trying to take care of some things. It was one thing that they were dreading taking care of um, that they just knew they had to. So they said they woke up early in the morning, and the first thing they did was sent their tithes. And that was a good start, amen? And they said that after that, then they started looking into other things they needed to pay for and plan for, and they begrudgingly paid for this thing that was hundreds of dollars, and they were not about to pay it. They just said, you know what? I, 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 and they said that they felt, you know, just HS nudging them like, just, it's, it's going to be good. I got you. I got you. And so they're like, you sure? You know? <laughs> Is that you? You know, is that gas? I don't know what, you know. <laughs> so anyway, they decided to go with God and they paid it. It was not 24 hours. It was, the, it was the next morning, Saturday morning. They were getting a call from their coworker. And the coworker was saying, did you check the account? Did you check the account? You check your account. Finally, it's about time. And so they said, what are you talking about? And so they checked their account. And because of the special program that they're in, um, they were a part of basically like a pilot program. And the pilot program was supposed to be paying them a certain amount of money, essentially from December to, I believe it was April. And it's, it's July, right? Guess what? They, they didn't get paid. Yeah, they didn't get paid. And so anyway, do you know that yesterday morning, they got paid for something that they should have got paid for way back in December through April. However, they were still rejoicing because the nudge of HS to say, I got you, was because, again, he was in there tomorrow on yesterday. He was in there Saturday morning or Friday when they were begrudgingly paying those bills. And so this was another example of just trust God. And chill. Amen? 
Because we can read of these stories in the Bible, but like Sister Shanice said, just like, you know, he, he, he did it for them, he can do it for you. And so I believe that we can, you know, read of the book of Tammy and be blessed. And, you know, we can read of uh, uh, the book of, of Geraldine and the book of, well, I was going to say Jeremiah, but, you know, he's already in the Bible. The book of Eric and, you know, we can, we can, we can read uh, of, of you. And know that our God is a God who's trustworthy. Because honestly, some of us, we've just been so hurt by people. And we have built these, you know, these, these fences and these walls up where we don't allow people in. But it's become such a habit of ours that our relationship with God is suffering for the sake of people. But how many of you know that God is not like man? He's not like man. I know you've been let down, but you can't categorize God with man. Listen, you may have even been let down by your earthly father, but he's your heavenly father. And so you have to know that it doesn't matter what you've experienced through man, that God, if he said it, he will do it. If he said he's going to be there for you, he's going to be there for you. If he said he's going to provide, he's going to provide. But the thing that we must face and the challenge that we have is the tension between what he says and what we see. But that's why we have to trust him. Amen? Somebody say trust God. And chill. I want to look at Hebrews 13, 8, and I won't be before you long. Hebrews 13, 8. Anybody ever experienced the move of God and then you leave church and it's like, okay, what's next? Well, this is what's next. Hebrews 13, 8, um, in the New King James, it says this. Jesus Christ is the same. Aren't you so glad about it? Because, you know, folks can get fickle. And people and humans can change up on you. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever he's going to be the same tomorrow he's going to be the same during that next storm amen he's going to be the same he's going to be the same jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever i'm just letting you know why you should trust him mm -hmm. so you might want to write down why should i trust god and then write down hebrews 13 8 because he remains the same. Aren't you glad that he's your solid rock? He's a firm foundation. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Psalm uh, 33 and 4. I'm giving you some tools. Make sure you write them down and meditate on them. 
this still goes under why you should trust God. Psalm 33, 4 says, for the word of the Lord is right. <laughs> That's why you should trust him. Because his word is right. In a world where, oh man, it's hard to try to say what's right in this world. Because you know what used to be wrong, they're trying to make right. Right? <laughs> but the word of the Lord is right. And all his work is done in truth. Okay? For the word of the Lord is right and all his work is done in truth. Um, let's look at the message real quick. <laughs> the message blesses me. Check this out. It says, for God's word is solid to the core. Everything, somebody say everything. Everything, everything he makes is sound inside and out. How many of you know that when it comes to people, you know, sometimes they just sound good. But when it comes to God, it's going to be good and sound. <laughs> Check this out. He loves it when everything fits. When his world uh, is in plumb line true, earth is drenched in God's affectionate satisfaction. Okay? His word is solid to the what? To the core. Okay? All right. The next reason that you should trust God and chill is because trusting God blurries the worry. <laughs> trusting God blurries the worry. I want to look. Let's stay in Psalm. Let's go to um, 112. Psalm 112. You didn't know it was that many Psalms, did you? Even more than that. Psalm 112, and um, I want to look at, at 7 in the New King James. Actually, um, can we look at it in the Amplified? Let's be blessed by the brackets. Psalm 112 and, and, and 7 in the Amplified. And this is talking about somebody who is trusting of God, if you will. It says this, he will not fear bad news. That's, that's actually pretty loaded. He will not fear bad news. When you trust God, you will not fear bad news. Has anybody ever been hit with so many things that you had to catch yourself because you realized that you were expecting the worst in every situation. That you were literally in expectation of things to go wrong. One of the reasons we have to be careful of that is because psychologically speaking, when you go there mentally, it's as if the thing really happens so much so that your bodily response is the same as if it would have happened. So that means we literally are putting ourselves through a bodily torture, if you will, every time we mentally go to a place that is negative that hasn't even happened. Y'all with me? And so we have to be careful because that does a lot of things to us. Um, it messes with our mind. It messes with our faith. 
It messes with our health. And it also messes with our age. It ages us. Just like the scripture was talking about how you'll be glowing. On the other side of things, you won't. And so we have to be very careful because, as you see, there's a whole list of things that that does. And so don't fear bad news. Here's the thing. We live in a broken world. We live in a corrupt world. We can't escape bad news. But that doesn't mean we have to fear it. Because we have to go into it knowing that we're going to have, you know, good days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have good news. We're going to have bad news. And if you live long enough, you're going to have both in the same day. <laughs> Anybody experience that? Good news in the a.m. and then something terrible happened in the p.m. But we have to protect ourselves against being fearful of it because we must know that in the event that God allowed for me to see it, He's also prepared for me to live through it. And not just to live through it, but to live through it in a way that I'm not just surviving, but with him, I'm somehow thriving. And so our, our hope is, is built on the fact that I'm not going to be predicated on what's happening around me as much as I will what's happening in me, okay? And so what are ways that we regulate what's happening in us by staying in him? What you're doing right now, you're helping to regulate what happens in you this week. I didn't say around you, but in you. The way that you will respond to things this week, be it good or bad, right now by sitting under the word of God, you are helping to regulate the temperature of what's happening in you. Amen. Somebody receives it. I see somebody back there receiving it. And so these are ways that we trust God and chill. Trusting God blurries the worry. Let's look at Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Hope y'all didn't come to, to shout today. Maybe, maybe next week it's um, old school Sunday. Matthew 6. Oh, no, we got 5th Sunday, don't we? All right, now, we got a, a bonus. Matthew 6, 26. Let's look there. The New King James Version. This is the type of stuff you need for when you're done shouting. Amen. Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Okay? Are you not of more value than they? Who's this talking? Jesus, how you know? Because it's in red. Amen. <laughs> Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry, 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 worry? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? The scripture says, therefore, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Somebody needs to write that down. Do not worry. Therefore, do not worry. Remember, it's not just going to happen. You got to check it. Do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? And those are all representatives of, you know, needs and things that we're worried about. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knows, he knows, he knows that you need all these things. Then 33, our theme scripture, Bishop. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry. I love how 31 and 34 starts the same. Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry about what? Tomorrow. Just like that, that, that Wapsie family member. On Friday, don't worry about what? Saturday. <laughs> do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Okay, the Amplified says, so do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So how dare you bring tomorrow's troubles into today? Today got enough troubles. Yeah. Let's blurry the worry. Got a few more scriptures and then I'm taking my seat. Is that OK? Uh, let's go to John, the Gospel of John. 10 14 John 10 and verse number 14 okay who's talking he says I am the good shepherd and I know who does he know my sheep yeah 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 my sheep Okay, somebody needs to put their name there. Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd, and I know Joseph Earl Gray III. Y'all know y'all's name? Y'all supposed to say y'all's name. Let's try it again. Let's, let's do the exercise again. All right. I am the good shepherd, and I know Joseph Earl Gray III. There we go. That's it. That's it. Listen. And I am known by my own. Okay, I'm known by my own, so that means we know him as well. Okay, so he knows us, but also we know him. All right, don't you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, the, 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 the point here is act like you know. Y'all, okay, yes, act like you know, act like you know, act like, act like you know. Act like you know because you do know because this ain't your first storm and this ain't your first worry and this isn't your first need and here you are 
survived all that because he brought you through all that. And so when something new presents itself, please act like you know. Act like you know. Act like you got some sense. Act like you have a relationship with the Father. Act like you've seen his hand before in your life. Act like you've been here before and he's done something that you never would have imagined. Exceeding abundantly above all. Act like you know. Does anybody have anything that they can put their minds on even now? Where you can start, you know what, I need to think about that next time I'm tripping out. Next time I need to check myself, I need to remember what God did here because I felt similarly to how I feel now. If I could just look back over my life and if I could think things over, then I'd say that I have a testimony. I've been tested before. And while I've been tested, God has been put to the test. He said, try me at my word. He's been put to the test and he showed me that he is exactly who he said he is. He showed me that he's trustworthy. He's worthy of my trust. And guess what else? He's worthy of my chill. When somebody want to know, all hell is breaking loose. How and why are you chilling? Let them know. I'm just trying to be like Jesus. <laughs> Do you have a pillow around? Huh? It's, listen, it's, it, listen, can I go to the back real quick? I need to take a nap. <laughs> Trust God and chill because he's the good shepherd. And he knows us. But we got to act like we know him. As I close, Psalm 20 says this. Go ahead and write that one down too. You're going to need that this week and just for life. Psalm 20. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's not long. It says this in the Amplified. May the Lord answer you, David, in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high and defend you in battle. May he send you help from the sanctuary, his dwelling place, and support and strengthen you from Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and accept your burnt offering. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. We will sing joyously over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven. God, answer us from your holy heaven. Father, answer us from your unlimited resources. Hallelujah. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. This is the part. Some trust. Some trust. Some trust. 
in chariots and some trust in horses. But we, somebody say, but we. Somebody make it personal, say, but I will remember and trust in the name of the Lord my God. Hallelujah. That has to be your declaration. You got to be, be able to say that when you need to snap yourself out of it. You need to be able to say, I, 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 some trust in chariots and, and some trust in horses, and you can replace those with whatever you've been trusting in that's not God. But you have to snap yourself out of it and say, but no, 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 I will remember and trust in the name of the Lord my God hallelujah Jesus I gotta act like I know and then since July has a bonus Sunday I'm gonna give you a bonus point is that alright and this is the bonus point give it to God and go to sleep give it to God and you take that Tail to sleep. And snore. There we go. And snore. Don't wear your post nasal strip, your all that. Just go ahead and snore. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I got two scriptures and then we, we moving on. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Somebody say, give it to God and go to sleep. When I hear about people losing sleep, it hurts me. I already told you, I don't care what's going on. It's two things I will not lose. My appetite and sleep. Because it's going to be there once I wake up. And when I eat, it's going to make me feel better about it. I can think better and everything. Unless I'm fasting. Amen. Philippians 4, 6-7. It says it like this in the Amplified. Do not, do not, do not, somebody say do not. Do not be anxious or worried or worried or worried about what? Just the big stuff, right? We don't be worried about, the, about what? The, about anything? Do not be anxious or worried about anything? Wow. But in everything, blessed by the brackets, every circumstance and situation, by how? Prayer and petition. That's praying and that's saying some of the stuff that I've given you tools to say today. With thanksgiving, hallelujah, it's nothing like being able to put a praise on it. You know, just praying and just walking away and praising. We got to learn how to pray and praise. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With thanksgiving, slap some thanksgiving on a thank you, God, because it's already done. I thank you as it manifests in the natural. Continue to make your specific requests known to God and the peace of God. Ooh, anybody ever experienced it where nothing changes? about the situation, but all of a sudden something has changed about you and about how you deal with it, that's the peace of God. It says, that peace which reassures the heart. That's all some of you needed this morning was a reassurance of your heart. This is the peace that reassures 
the heart. And it's okay to need that reassurance. That's why God sent it today. To reassure the heart. That peace which transcends all understanding. That peace. Somebody say that peace. Which stands guard over your hearts. Not only is that peace going to reassure your heart, it's going to guard your heart. And your minds in Christ Jesus. That peace. Somebody say that peace. Scripture says is yours. Is mine. Peace is mine. Peace is mine. Peace today is mine. See, there's a time and a place for some of our new music. But sometimes you got to take it back, D.I.T. Sarah, and just say, peace is mine. I told Satan, let me sleep. Get thee behind. Peace today is mine. There's somebody in here who you know, worry has been keeping you up at night. Or worry has been allowing you to get sleep but not rest. You're waking up as if you never went to sleep. Eyes still red. Pressure still high. Not rested. But there remaineth a rest for the people of God. There remaineth a chill. And I'm closing with this scripture. It's Isaiah 26. Thank you, Jesus. And it says this in the Amplified. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is, committed and focused on you in both inclination and character. Why? Why, y'all? Because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. It says this. It says, trust, what does the bracket say? Confidently. Trust confidently. Isaiah 26. Trust confidently in the Lord. How long? Forever. This is not a, a challenge for this, you know, week or, or this month. No, 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 no. This is a challenge for the remainder of your days. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress your shield, your banner, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Amen. My grandmother used to, rock of ages, clear for me. Amen. Give it to God. Did y'all write that down? And go to sleep. Some of y'all need to go ahead and write it again, make that bold, to go to sleep, underline it, put a few exclamation points. Give it to God and go to sleep. But I do have a challenge for you. My challenge for you is that if you look in the scripture, it says he'll keep in perfect and constant peace those whose mind is stayed on him, right? And so I want to challenge you on what you go to bed thinking about. I want to challenge you on that this week because 
It's hard to go to bed reading Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, and not entering into peaceful sleep. Okay, the devil has launched an attack, but what's your counterattack? What are you doing to stop it? We're, we're, okay, you're not getting good sleep. You're not getting rest. What are you doing to stop that? So, I'm giving you a tool to try. Why don't you go to bed reminding yourself of the fact that your God is trustworthy? In spite of what's been on my mind all day, why don't you go to bed and enter not only sleep but rest with the reminder of his goodness and with the reminder of his faithfulness? Y'all let me know how that goes because I really think that you'll see a difference. I don't believe that you can go to bed in God and wake up in hell. Amen? Give it to God and do what? Trust God and what? Y'all got it. Come on, give God some praise. Give God some praise today. Can we practice how this week we're going to pray and then we're going to praise? Hallelujah. Come on, I said we're going to pray and then we're going to praise. We're going to pray with thanksgiving. We're going to pray and then we're going to praise. Amen. Come on, what does your praise look like? Come on, why don't you practice your praise? God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you are trustworthy. We lift our hands to a trustworthy God who will never leave us and never forsake us. God, you cannot fail and you cannot lie. God, we put a praise on this thing as we enter into your rest and as we trust God and chill. Hallelujah. Give him one more big hand clap of praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.